Hello, lifers, and welcome back into the living room for another episode of the podcast because life can be a niche. Uh, So glad to have you with us. You know how we always roll. If you are listening to us wherever you get your podcasts, thank you. We'd love to have you come over and watch on the YouTube channel. And for those of you who have been on the YouTube channel watching us, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Tell other people about it. Please get in the comments so that we know what you think about the content that we are discussing and then we can we build off of that. So when you share your opinions or your thoughts on something, that helps me to think about that. I'm like, oh, okay, I need to talk about this because you said I should. Uh, we are definitely a community and definitely want to have you do that. But anyway, you guys know how to reach me on social media at Katie Bryant Writes, the blog katiebryantwrites.com. Um, it's all there, other stuff. I cook a lot. Whatever I'm thinking about is on the blog. But um, in here, in the living room, we talk about life. Uh, shared before, I'm divorced mom of boys and um, doing this thing called life and, and getting through it one step, one moment at a time and sharing everything that I'm learning or have learned along the way. Uh, But you guys know it's tea time. We always have our tea. And I am sharing with you for those who are watching. This is, um, it's not a tea cup, but it's my cup and I love it. Uh, This is my Because Life Can Be a Niche Cup. The tea that I have is an oldie but goodie just because it's cold here in Georgia. It's um, Earth Day and it's actually cold on Earth Day. Like... We don't even want to be outside doing anything, but we're planning some stuff. But anyway, um, like this morning, was in, it was 38 degrees. So thank you, Mother Earth, for that. So anyway, it is freezing. Uh, so my tea of the episode is one of my favorites. It's Paris. Uh, it's just one of, it's so, it's the lavender and the, like the vanilla flavor. I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe it, but it is just one of the most soothing and relaxing teas that I have in my, in my bin of teas. Um, but if you guys have recommendations for some good loose leaf tea, send it, send it to your girl. I'd love to have that and give it a try. You guys know if I find something, I'll order it, uh, try it and I'll tell you about it. So anyway, moving on, moving on, let's get to the topic at hand today um we have been kind of on a roll lately with this uh divorce mom uh talk and and what i have learned and what i'm learning but one topic that kind of came out of like a couple of comments on some posts that i shared you know oh you're such a great mom or this they'll post my boys my boys are 13 and 11 Oh, you're, you're a great mom, or you, you do this, and oh, you guys are awesome. I can't wait to see you guys. And it, it sparked in me, like, well, what can I share that I've learned as a divorced mom of boys specifically? So I'm talking to you guys, uh, especially you mamas who are raising boys, um, because it is, I, I mean... Everybody's like, oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. I don't always feel like I'm doing great. And because I still feel like young men need a constant male around. And and all transparency, 
my father passed away in 2018. I've shared that before. It was end of 2018. I got divorced in 2015. So I really, I really didn't think my father would be gone so soon. Um, but you know, he battled cancer and I really thought he would be around a lot longer. Uh, but he is no longer here with us. And even before my divorce, he was a, a, a force in my son's lives. Like he gave advice. He gave wisdom. They had private discussions to this day. Little nuggets come out from those discussions that I didn't even know were happening. And uh, I'm like, where you where you get that from? <laughs> oh, when granddad and I used to talk in the mornings before I go to school. And I miss him so much because I took for granted that I would have him around and he would be my steady male source, the, the go-to all the time. And I think that's something that uh, those of us who are divorced, uh, when you are going through, when you're going through divorce, two things you're thinking about. One, how do I keep life as normal as possible? How do I keep things consistent? And then if you are raising the opposite sex, you know, how do I make sure they're still getting that male interaction and the, the male nurturing that is completely different from mama nurturing? And with Getting divorced in 2015, my youngest was five. My oldest was six and a half. And they're still at that little cutesy little little boy stage. You know, cheeks are still chubby. And and you can still, you know, be a the, the full-on nurturer because they are just wee bitties. Uh, but as they grow older, that is that has been the biggest concern is okay, as these cute little chubby faces, you know, get become chiseled and muscles form and shoulders get broad and start getting broad. Right now, I'm looking at little thin peach fuzz hair over their little lips and, and hair under their arms and just all kinds of voices starting to crack. So all kinds of things are happening as they should as your child develops and and I'm sitting there like oh my oh my goodness I I have men I they are developing young men and and daddy's isn't here and I I think that is where you know those of us who had a male companion in the home um and now you don't, and you're the custodial parent, so you have them most of the time. I feel like that is the gap that worries me the most is that portion that's missing. Their father is alive and well and probably 10 minutes away from where we live. But he sees them officially every other weekend and but you know it's at this point right now where 
everyday things are happening. You know, you can't, they're not going to save those questions about their puberty or their sexuality or what's happening with their bodies. They're not going to remember, oh, in two weeks I'll see my dad. I'll, I'll ask him that. They just ask whoever is in charge at that point in time, which if you're the custodial parent, nine times out of ten, they're asking you. And... And so without my father here as the, as that constant, I had to, to get into the mode of still being a mom and being a nurturer, but accepting that at this point in my life, uh, because I'm divorced, I have to tone down a little bit of that mama bear nurturer and pump up, you know, tap into the knowledge and the masculinity uh, side as much as I can possibly do that so that that there is some semblance of, okay, well, when he asks, well, the next time he asks me about this or the next time we have a discussion about this body part, you know, you have to adjust as a as a single mom, for sure, um, as a divorced mom, absolutely, because the kids are used to that male constant in the home. And then with my father getting sick and battling cancer for years and being here to go to the doctor for chemo and stuff, he was constant. So they didn't miss a beat in that male reinforcement. And you know, with the state of our world right now and what we're seeing in that's happening in society and with black and brown people, especially young men, it it definitely leaves a little bit of, uh, I feel like, okay, I'm not, there, there is something missing that I, I'm teaching them all the right things. I'm teaching them what my father taught me, but there is this conversation that men have, or there's this knowing that men have that, you know, you can't really emulate that. You can try. I try. Um, but I'm definitely feeling like, okay, that's the, that's the secret sauce. <laughs> I don't I don't quite have that. And and so I try to make sure that I compensate for not having the secret sauce by pulling back some of the mama bear. If I had, you know, if I were still married, then you're yin and yang. You can be more mama bear, more nurturer because you have the your male partner there in the home that is giving that balance of male female head of household you know I'm the nurturer I, I hey I'm here I the home is peaceful is is happy we're eating you know these are the things that I loved about my role as a parent but when you are now dual roles things change a little bit and so that's why I wanted to come on and talk to just some of the comments that you know I'm getting I'm like well let me just go on and be transparent it's not easy for sure 
not having that constant there. And, you know, I'm an only child, so I don't have a brother. My uh, family, my, my guy cousins are not, they don't live near me. So it's not like, you know, they're over here all the time. And then, you know, last year when everything got shut down, I haven't seen, seen my girlfriends, let alone my guy friends. So there has been like no, uh, no feeling of the, in the gap there. And so you have to, you have to improvise and figure out how to balance that. Not so much when they're little, when they were, like I said, when they were little and five and six and seven, you, you know, you talk to them and you teach them, but it's still, you know, very much mama bear, but as they get older, as we're getting to the age where we may be driving or soon and we may be, you know, doing things that require more responsibility or we're having talks about sexuality or talks about what's happening with your body. You know, when when a child tells me, you know, I'm uncomfortable now and I feel funny. Oh, oh okay. I'm looking it up to see, or, you know, hey, well, you know, you can say call your dad, but who does that? I mean, life is happening constantly around here, and conversations are spontaneous, or you're riding in the car going on the way to school, and you get the questions or the comments about body parts, and you're just like, okay, I don't have one of those. I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> let me... Let me try to, let's have a, an intelligent conversation. Let's talk through this. So, you know, it, t it requires us, I think, as moms to get out of the comfort zone and let our role go a little bit. So what I've learned from it is as much as I love being a mama bear and being the nurturer, and the, the one who, you know, does the loving on you and the come on, let's, you know, hey, let me give you a hug or, oh, I, I'm still loving my hugs from them. I know that because I'm now divorced, I have to step up my game a little bit, pull back my nurturer just a little bit. I'm not going to turn it off. No mom really turns off the nurturing side. I mean, it's always there. If that's who you are, if that's how you started off, then it's there. But just you know, serious conversations that my father had with me because my dad really never treated me like, okay, this is the lecture, you know, for girls. He was like, this is the lecture for you being a black, a black person in America. You know, keep your hands on the steering wheel. When you, somebody's trying to pull you over, the cops are trying to, the police are trying to pull you over, you know, go to a well-light area, get to a nearest gas station, get somewhere public where people can see you. And this was, I'm 40, 47, I'll be 48 in June. This was the conversation for me when I was 13, 14 years old. Um, in the, so this is that, you're talking about 80s. So nothing has really changed. Those things you can still instill in your children and you, you talk to them about everything. But there's also this knowing of just being a man and stepping into manhood that, you know, Hearing it from another man is different. I, as a woman, I can look the officer in the eye and say, well, here's my license and registration. And, and the way I say it in a certain tone, 
you know, but you have to talk to men, young men, about, okay, well, your voice is deeper, so naturally, you know, don't project like I teach you to project in class or when you're talking to your friends, I teach you to project so that people can really hear you because I don't want you to be perceived as threatening. But I think hearing it from a guy definitely changes it a little bit because I'm talking about tone and inflection from the feminine place, but from a masculine place, things are, things are different. There, there are certain nuances. So that is, that's where I am at this stage in my life in the whole divorce mom thing and the divorce mom place. And the things that I've done to try to compensate for that, and not only am I toning down the mama bear nurturer that I love being, admittedly love being, I just, I like being a mama. Um, I love being a mama. And so what I'm doing is making sure that we are involved in activities with young young men, um, sports, and uh, organizations that, that teach you know leadership skills, life skills, manhood things that are going to equip you for life, the world, your community, driving, whatever it is, existing, uh, trying to survive in the world that we're in and still have your dignity, your self-respect, and, and let it be known, you know, who you are and how you are walking into, into that. And so, but a year has gone by and we're not playing sports. We're not in clubs. We're not doing any of the extracurricular activities that served as a support for that. So to compensate for that, of course, you know, there's, we talk and we talk about, you know, roles and responsibility and history. And, and I recall the things that my dad has shared. And then sometimes they'll even tell me things that dad told them that I didn't even know about. Like, you know, granddad talked about that. Granddad told us how it was when he was growing up, but how, you know, a real man shakes your hand with a firm grip and a real man does blah, blah, blah. And, and I know we're in a world now where we try not to put gender behavior on things. Like, oh, and, and I, I get that. I, I totally get that. And, and I am teaching them to respect other people, respect their choices, respect uh, how they identify, respect all of those things. But at the same time, I'm also instilling the value system that that their father and I established when we entered a covenant together and the value system that was passed down to us from his parents to him, from my parents to me. We have a value system that acknowledges that, hey, you're the head of household. If you're the man, this is how you know you're raised to be. You can do it together. You can come, you can sit down at the table, y'all can decide whatever you want to do. But when the bottom the bottom line comes, you are the head. Uh, and so our values come into play there too. And, and that's something that you can 
kind of rely on because those things are constant in both households and just make sure that you just keep in front of them, just build on the value systems that have already been established and build on what they're learning and navigate through through that. Even in, in even in society today where there's so many different ways of uh, living and choices and lifestyle choices, you know, you still have to instill in them uh, what your values are. And at the same time, letting them know, and you, you still, you got to make the choice for yourself. You still have to choose, you know, what path you want to follow. We, we can teach you what we believe, what we know. And then, but you have to take all that information and your knowing as a man uh, and make your own way. Uh, and that is just, that's something that as a mom of boys, especially, that's something where you just have to drop it off and leave it. That's, that is what, what I'm getting out of it. I just drop it in their lap and I leave it there and, and rely on that part. And then, you know, have a partnership, uh, with your spouse, if you're divorced or with, you know, the other parent or your partner, there should be a partnership so that we're clear <laughs> on what we're saying about these issues and areas because when you're in the household together yeah you can check in and say hey you know I, I just got hit with this question on the drive home you know this is what I said you know and so you can you have that check-in and that constant relationship going so that you can speak consistently clearly and and not cause confusion um, of course the the ability to cause confusion increases when one person is no longer in the home and and it's on you the majority of the time so i have to remember that you know like that's in my little my little notes like okay as a divorced mom i gotta remember to tell dad that this came up or this happened and this because it's so easy to just get caught living and we just go about our day doing our thing and if I don't write it down, or if I don't text him right then, it may slip my mind. And so I would say to shore up that gap there of not having that constant check-in so that you're on the same page or making sure you're close to the same page, or let's talk about this so we can get on the same page. Um, it's, it is a constant communication deal where... I will call and or I will text and say, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is what this is what went down with this. So you may hear about it, you know, kind of thing, so that we are in lockstep as much as we can be, running two different households in different places, um, as much as possible. That is important. Uh, I have seen that it really helps." Because they will come back to me and say, you know, daddy said the same thing. Or, you know, dad, we were talking to dad about this. And, you know, dad said the same thing granddad said. And I'm like, okay, mission accomplished. Great. 
that's what we we want. We want that constant communication going so that we can provide a a system of parenting that works even if we're not in the same household. And especially now that you're becoming young men and the conversations and the questions are getting more and more um, intense on the manhood side. Real intense. (laughs) So that is is something I've walked away with. And I'm like, oh, so glad I sent that text. I'm so glad I checked in or, you know, I don't ever not answer a question. I don't ever shy away from being a parent. That's going to happen. I think if we were still married, I would probably still get the same questions because I'm with them more of the time. So, and they come up with random times. We're literally riding down the street and they will ask me something and I'm like, ah, why can you have waited until seven o'clock on Friday when your daddy picked you up to ask that question? But it happens and you still have to parent. You still have to, you know, parent through the gender difference. You know, okay, I haven't experienced that. Okay, well, let's talk about it. And keep the communication open. So that's one there. And I'll say the last thing is, you know, like I said, uncles, cousins, brothers, great to have as reinforcement. And if you don't have that and you are at a stage where you're dating, you know, de- depending on, on how serious you are with that person, uh, uh, obviously if they're dating you, they know you have children. And it has been nice to have the advice or the just the outside respectful, respecting boundaries of, okay, I know these kiddos have a father, uh, but, you know, I'm noticing this or I see this. That is nice to have. And it's something where, as a mom, you know, we tend to sometimes, we tense up when somebody outside of the bloodline, <laughs> shoot, not even outside the bloodline, we tense up when somebody outside the house uh, gives advice or, or comments on something you should possibly or probably be doing with your child, you know, but I say, you know, be open to that, those nuggets and that advice because nine times out of 10, and that's with your male friends, your uh, significant others or the person you're dating of the opposite sex, when they see something, you know, just be open to hear it. It doesn't mean you have to do it. They're not telling you how to raise your child um, because there are boundaries and respect there. You're not telling them how to raise their children. But it is absolutely 100% wonderful when you can have the type of relationship where you receive advice. And then they tell you something. I, I just remember just the other day, I was... I was talking to my friend and, and I, and I was saying, yeah, you know, I just want to teach them to, you know, make sure they can handle themselves and handle the house. You know, I don't want any wife, any woman, you know, mad at me because I have raised some men, <laughs> these young men and like, your mama didn't do nothing. You don't do nothing. You don't do nothing. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to put them out in the world raggedy as raggedy men. And, and he said, you know, 
Yeah, because they can be cutting grass and they can be trimming hedges. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Cutting. And, and I realized at that moment, that's the mama bear. Because, and even if I were still married, I think if the, if their father said, oh yeah, we're going to start cutting grass, the mama bear would be like, they have the attention span of gnat hair. You're really going to give them something with a blade. You're going to give them something with gasoline and let them do that. And so I have not, uh, and I have a leaf blower and trimmers and hedges and all kinds of dangerous things and equipment around here, but I have not felt like they were mature enough to handle that type of machinery. That's something like... I can just see them now just getting distracted, looking at the bird, and then, you know, cutting cutting something or cutting themselves or cutting each other. But that's mama. That is, that is mama bear. That is nurturer behavior. A man sees, oh, they're ready. Oh, yeah, they can handle it. And that's that's the balance that you that you want, that you need. And I listened, and I was like, you're right. They, they can handle it. Yeah, okay. I'll, because I've, I have been holding off on certain things because I'm, I'm protective. Where, I mean, they're 13 and 11. I don't know about the lawnmower situation. I, I'm still teetering on that. But the trimming and the hedging, we can start with that and and I just I was like okay my dad would be saying that because my dad was a yard man that man loved his lawn and he he had my children riding the lawnmower with him when they were like three years old and four years old they would sit you know in front of him and they would just be riding down the thing I was like this is exact advice my dad would be doing or my dad if he was strong enough would be teaching them how to do these things so it is nice to have an open ear and a and an open mind to hear that, you know, advice from people on the outside or people who have been aunts of young men and are godparents of young men and seen them grow up and that they have something to share. Like, you know, have you thought about, you know, letting them start practicing driving? Have you thought about this? Just being open to people, the village. I think that's so much where we have, that's, as a, as black people, I think that is part of where, and this is a whole nother podcast, really, to be honest, um, and we may even go there, let's, let, we, let's put a pin there, but I would just say this, as black people, we used to be such a village community, the village stepped in, the village raised you. You got out of line. The village step, stepped in, told your mama, may have even punished you right there on the spot, and then told your mom and your daddy, and you might get it again. And But we've become so siloed in, nobody going to tell me how to do this. I got this. I got this. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going to throw myself at the mercy of the court. Tell me. Advise me. Um... And I think that especially as mamas, single moms out here uh, in society, you know, let the village help. 
let the village come in. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, the sports, the organizations, that's part of the village. But then, you know, getting them connected with, you know, cousins and uncles and just getting them connected into the source with other guys. And, and then if you are seeing someone listening, being open to what the, your significant other is saying, obviously you trust them enough to date them. So surely you trust their advice enough, I hope, to that, you know, they're saying something of, of, of value. So that that is something we can talk about that is the village because we have really shied away from, you know, being the village for others and allowing the village to come to us. We just let stuff just go on willy-nilly and we don't say anything because we want to say it's not our business and all this, that, and the third and and to our detriment and I, I think definitely to our detriment but that's another podcast um there i'm talking about mama bear mama boys raising these young men for this cruel world uh with dignity and pride and knowledge and a knowing of just when you walk in the room, you're a king. You're a king. And doing that, even if there is not a male in the home or not a male uh, constant, constantly around, making sure that we can still provide that support system and that knowledge and that village and community for them is valuable. And is something that I don't take lightly. And I am grateful for those who have stepped in. I'm grateful for the advice. And I am constantly looking for ways to continue to feed my children, uh, that feed them emotionally and, and make sure that they are good and that they have that. So... That's a mouthful, y'all. I didn't even plan on even talking this long about it. But after I saw those comments about, oh, you're just a great mom. You do it all. You know, blah, blah, blah. You're just here and you're there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Kind of feel like I could use my daddy right now. I'm missing him terribly. But I am, you know, using the resources that I have available to me now so that so that they are whole. And they get the whole lot of it and not just the mama bear. The mama bear. Ooh. And you don't ever stop. You, you never stop being a mama bear. I've seen moms of boys and these boys have become men who have children of their own. And they steal some, steal some, some mean mama bears out there in these streets. But, um, but you know, I know why. Because they, they love what they do. Uh, and and I just that's it that that's my advice to moms of boys divorced moms single mom you know whatever the case may be raising young men uh, definitely requires a village but you tell me what you think uh, give me get in the comments tell me well you know what you've done have you found something different to work uh, something better or something that you think will supplement what I'm doing I'd love to hear it. Uh, we are open in this community. We have conversations in this living room. 
and that's how we roll so y'all thank you guys again for riding for rolling for being down with us you know what to do if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button on the youtube channel it doesn't cost you anything it's absolutely free and i will say this as with as much love as i possibly can be good to yourselves be good to each other and i will see you in the living room baby where it goes down mama bells and all when i see you